Blog Talk Radio. Hey, Jelly Roll. Hey, Dirty Club Bass. So we back again, huh? First it was Whiskey Weed and Waffle House. I am the epitome of white trash America. Talking loud and cussing loud in public, I'm embarrassed. Waffle House tried to sue, fuck them and they family too. Walk in there and grab my food, leave out with an attitude. Living in the moment, man, I'm living like I'm dying. Regardless if it's bad, I look for the silver lining. I'm countryer than cornbread, I'm country as coleslaw. I'm not I I'm never anybody's special for an interview, so when you finally do one and you make it you make it look awesome, then it tends to attract more people. So I feel like for this first go, I uh, I hope that I hope it works because I've been saving the I've been trying to save it for a special one. You know what I mean? I had some uh, offers out in Chicago when I was with Recognize in February and I didn't do that, so here I am. 
Okay, and I thank you for coming on. And um, just yesterday, you made an announcement on um, Facebook that was uh, that maybe not everyone has seen yet. So we wanted to come on tonight so you can make this this announcement. Well, I mean, if they uh, Facebook is such a powerful tool, and, and and if you know me, then you uh, you pretty much know my life. So if you don't know for whatever reason it is, uh, I myself with Jelly Roll and my brothers and six one four villains. Uh, we'll be hitting the road. Uh, Bad News Travels Fast Tour. We're going all over the U.S. We're doubling it. Last from last year, we're gonna go. We're gonna go 30 cities this time. It's gonna be big. It, it, it's gonna be big. A game. You know what I'm saying? It is going down. That is good. That's good shit. You know that. Um, almost forgot, motherfucker. DJ highlight. I never forget that man. He's gonna be up there. He's, he's gonna be with us too. We're gonna have a whole squad, man. It, it, it's gonna be deep. If you're in a city. That we weren't in last time, and you want us there, man. Make sure you get us there. Talk to your promoters, you know, saying make get, you know get the word out. Um, and if and if you want to see that we were at last time, and you want us back, make it fucking happen. Because I personally enjoyed myself on every fucking stop. It was the best concerts I've ever been to. Fuck yeah! And any, anybody once you see a date go up, get those tickets quick because that's a hot ticket. Every single venue is usually sold out. Sold past capacity like uh this past year at scully's everyone i knew was at that show and you, you were there uh, jelly roll i mean if you weren't there then I, I, don't, I don't know what the fuck you were doing with your life i you know what i mean uh you know we had we had that bitch to the roof i had my boy kid money he was on them ones and twos you know what i'm saying he's Marking that shit, I mean, that, that's, you know, that's just another key to the shit right there, man. You know what I'm saying? When you host those kind of big concerts like that, I got my brother right there. This motherfucker sees off everything I do. He knows what I'm going to do before I'm going to do it. So he's usually got me set up. And, and and that was just, it was a whole other animal that night, man. You know, it was it was great. Jelly is so big in Columbus. And, it, you know, his music, you know, reaches so many different people. And I'm just, you know, I'm, I just got to be, I was so honored to be part of uh, you know the whole, uh, you know the whole movement, the whole situation. Oh yeah. Now speaking of that, uh, there are some people though when he when he comes to town that run. Hang on, other hang, on. That hang on, hang on, hang on. My bad, my bad. Whoever fuck is texting my fucking phone, stop it. I don't know who the fuck you are. I'm not looking at it or hitting me up on fucking Facebook right now. I'm not looking at my damn phone. Fuck off. All right. <laughs> I swear to God, no more dumb shit like that. Go ahead. <laughs> But yeah, uh, there's there's sometimes you'll hear people here in Columbus like uh, mad about Jelly Roll because he's an out of towner that gets so much support here in the city. Like, how do you feel about that? Like, I have my own personal opinion. Like, I feel like it's good for the city. I mean, you know, I I haven't met those people, so you know what I mean. Like, I mean, haters gonna hate. I mean, that's just a classic. You know, that's just a classic. Uh, you know fucking analogy there, you know, motherfuckers are just going to hate the hate, you know, it, the dude is doing his thing, it, it, it's not, it, I don't know how to explain this other than, like, it, it's just, like, southern things are just so huge in Columbus, you know, we just, we were attracted to music from the south, and, and there's no denying that, like, Mike Jones, fucking, uh, uh, fucking, uh, I don't know why I can't say his fucking name right now, T.I.P., this motherfucker, uh, god damn, I'm stoned. Uh, God, I'm so fucking shit. T.I.P. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Shit. Uh, but well, you know what I'm saying. Mike Jones. 
we got we got all kinds of motherfuckers we can name off. I'm kind of drawing a blank right now, but um, you know, it, it's the fact of the matter is everybody's gonna hate on somebody, and and I guess if you want to hate somebody that is getting such a big recognition in the city and you're not, then go fucking work hard for it. You know, you there ain't nobody stopping nobody else from getting a name like Jelly except for your own fucking talent and your own two feet. Hustle that shit. Yeah, obviously all of this came after you know years of hard work for you. Um, when did you start as far as rapping, promoting? Oh, man. I, I mean, that story can be split, I guess. Um, my uh, my fucking aunt, she sent me a DVD she got made and from a v- VHS camera. She said, she just, she just said, she's like, Justin, I just need you to watch this. She's like fucking 78. So, Justin, I just need you to watch this for me. This is this is from your sixth or your whatever birthday. I can't fucking remember. So, I'm like, all right. I tag you, I pop it in the DVD player, and I'm sitting there, and I, I shit you not, man. I don't even remember saying this shit, and this is what she was trying to get me to watch. She said, Justin, what you going to be when you grow up? And I said, I'm going to be bop. <laughs> I mean, I swear to God. I was like, I'm going to be bop, you know, with my little six-year-old voice. Ass. So I, I watched it and started dying out laughing. I, I knew what I was going for, but um, I think it really set in, you know, all bullshit aside in high school. Um, at some point, I think going into, like, freshman year, I was living down in Alabama, um, fucking golf shores, you know what I mean? I was living down the the golf, man, and it was just, there was absolutely nothing happening down there. It was just so, there was nothing. There was, I'm so glad I moved out of there. I'm glad I came back home. I mean, I miss some people down there. There are some great people down there, but there was just nothing for me down there. But it did give me a chance to, like, you know, kind of figure out, you know, at, at that young age, I was like, man, I'm really I feel like I'm really good at this. I probably wasn't, but I felt like I was. And I had enough encouragement from my friends at the time to keep on pursuing it. And then when I got got home, I, I went to a new high school called Graham and uh, started this little movement. It's like a cipher. We, before we were calling them ciphers, or maybe they were, and I just wasn't hip to it. But we called ours the circle. And uh, it was just basically all freestyling, man. And, and, and that's where everything kicked off. Um, there was a large group of us, and we just kept on doing it every week until – you know, the end of the school year. And it it was kinda of at that point when I was like, you know, this is this is it. You know, this is it for me. You know, I don't know how it's gonna go from this point forward, but this is it. So, you know, that I knew then that that was the moment. And then um, you know, fast forward a few more years, you know, because you live life and uh I was about twenty years old and I got an opportunity to uh, came across uh, uh came together as a group, me and my buddy uh Bobo and uh Fucking Joseph Ryan, motherfucking JoJo, big old six nine on rolling on twenty twos. Uh, we all got together. We started a group called Murder for Hire. It was uh it, it was real fun, man. It was it was I miss it. It was a good it was a good little jump. You know what I mean? Like we got together, we started writing, we just having fun. Met our boy uh, Billy, who introduced us to our guy Deuce One. And if you don't know who Deuce One is, and I, and I stop this story to say this, fucking get to know him. Look him up on your YouTube's. You might find Deuce, the dude from fucking Hollywood and Dead at first, but look for Deuce One, man, and you are going to find some of the best kept secrets in Columbus. This dude is so sick, but, uh, hang on. I gotta get some water to my dry mouth ass, but, uh, yeah, so that Deuce, he had the studio, and, uh, you know, we all started recording, and that's kind of where it was, man, about, uh, about seven years ago now at this point. Uh, Bill introduced us to our guy, uh, Dave Johnson, he put us on our very first show with Anybody Killer, and uh, I seen what he did, and I kind of, 
trying to, you know, got the uh, grasp for how it all went. And uh, I knew, you know, after that concert was over that, you know, it was a great adrenaline rush, man. It was like, you know, I don't know, it was probably 200 people there or something. It wasn't huge, but to us it was like the biggest concert of all time ever. You know what I mean? Like that was, it was the pinnacle. It got no, it got no better. And, uh, but I knew, man, like at that point I wanted to keep on going. So, and I just kept on, you know, I worked my way up through the rankings, man. You know, I just kept on, um, I kept on doing concerts, you know, that wasn't mine because I haven't always, I didn't start off as a promoter in this bitch. So I kept on doing concerts. I kept on selling tickets. You know, I kept a good working relationship with venues and other promoters, you know, that were around at the time. And eventually um, I got an opportunity to book my own concerts up at a place called the Billiards Club, Pub 161, uh, up on 161, actually, East, uh, you know, East Dublin Granville Road. And, uh, you know, I had a great, a great team with me at that time, man. You know, there was, some amazing artists, you know, in the city at that time, my cousins and children in action. Um, uh, man, I could go on, you know, Mr. Six, he was, he was a part of the, you know, the movement back then, um, fucking profit. There, there was, there was, there was a shit ton of people, Jeff. I could go on, but I'm not going through at the moment, but you know, a lot of great people back then, everybody chipped in, you know, helped out, you know, a lot of people would probably take money that they earned at a show. Cause you know, it's just the way rap is, man. You know, you take this money that you just earned, and you fucking want to go blow it, throw it in the air, let's go to the strip club. But I saved every bit, and, um, you know, and just kept on saving money, man. So I, I found a national act that I personally wanted to bring in, which was Little White in 2010. And if it wasn't for that show, man, you know, that was the, that was the big one. You know what I mean? I was like, this is the make it or break it, and it, it was the make it. So I learned, uh, I, I learned every, you know, I learned something new every day from that, but that was the one that got the ball rolling, and I officially just didn't look back at it. I was like, this is it. We had, I had a big one. It was successful. Everybody was telling me, like, that concert, I'll never forget it. They're like, this is your first show you ever did, like, on this scale? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. They're like, bro, don't stop. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, not too no, many yeah. people can say that. You know, I guess most of, you yeah. know, I guess the, the, the story that gets passed around is a lot of people have a big fail on their first one. But I guess I was blessed and got lucky, and, and you know, we scored big. And, and it's just been, you know, the rest is history. Oh yeah, and you know you know what you're doing now. I mean, you're a veteran and doing this. Like, let's talk about some of the artists you've done shows with. Like uh, this past year, you know, we see them in the pictures that you put up, but we might not necessarily have got to meet the people. Like like uh, Ritz is a mm -hmm. with the, with the, Ritz is he? A, what was that show like? Is he a cool guy? You know, no, you met him. Ritz. Ritz is really quiet. Uh, you know, saying he talks low. I think he's trying to save his voice, probably. It's, it's you know, to really, these guys, they're working hard, you know, and, you know, I think everybody should feel real blessed when these guys actually come out and talk to all the fans because, you know, when you do, you know, sometimes, you know, they'll go out there for 60 shows in a row, and um, if you don't know, you have to fucking sometimes get hype up there if you're feeling your own shit. You sometimes tend to get a little louder than you mean to when you give out your voice. So, you know, he's uh, he was he talked. He was very, you know, polite, humble. He took pictures, you know what I mean, and it wasn't just with me. He would he would have done that with anybody. So he he was he was a very laid back guy. I uh, I really enjoyed. It. He actually it was kind of funny. Uh, the dude I was working with at the time, Jasper, he walks up to him. He's like, hey, what's up? He's trying to give him his little spiel. Like, you know, I don't know what the fuck it was he was saying, but Rich just interrupted me. He's like, Brian, trying to interrupt you. But are you wearing some purple-ass gator shoes right now? Because those things are fresh as fuck. I do. We both lost it right there. Like, it was it was, it was a good little moment. <laughs> Now, uh, was that the same night uh, Snow the Product was there? Ah, uh, um, oh, my wife, Snow. Yeah. 
I I just wear that and I didn't know it was pussy. But let me say this. You give me another chance and I'm drunk because I wasn't drunk that night, man, it might, I might have me some more Mexican babies, you know what I mean? Like, it might happen. So, no, <laughs> no but yeah, she, if you she didn't, was if awesome. You didn't have to, if you didn't have to beat her for yeah. business, would you have made the move? Ah, uh, yeah, definitely. I definitely would try. <laughs> I swear to Jesus. She's very, she's very cool though, man. Like she definitely, um, I had a very surreal moment with her, man. Like I just wanted to get a quick picture with her and I was going to let her do her thing, man. She stopped me and was like, no, 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 We're going to take a couple more. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I fucking sat pause with her in a couple of pictures. You know, we, we drank a shot and, uh, and then I ended up, you know, me and her ended up mingling a few, quite a few more times throughout the night. Um, you know, cause what happened with Money Bear that night, it was the first night he got tore up. And, and then the next night in Detroit, he just was straight murdered. So, uh, you know, we uh, ended up, you know, ch- chopping up with her, taking pictures with her for her Instagram. And uh, it was it was really cool, man. Snow is it. She's a really, she's very, very cool, man. Like, you wouldn't, some of these people, they're assholes. Some of these people, like her and Ritz and uh, Jaron were that night. It's amazing. You couldn't ask for a better time for these, for these guys. Please, and my next question about uh, um, a fellow, uh, back in September, you brought uh, had a show with Stitches. Uh, is this guy the real deal? What you do is he going to blow up? Is he going to blow up big? Is he the next big thing? Like, no, he's not. No, I did that because, you know, I did that show to be different. You know what I mean? I want to be different. I do a lot of juggalo shows and stuff like that. And I want to do something different. And he's ignorant as fuck. He's like Riff Raff Part 2. Who wouldn't want to have fun at that show? That's what it's all about. I mean, that's what it's all about, man. Like, you know, some people like fucking Drake. And we, you know, you're listening to Drake. And the dude is spitting words that are good, yes. But at the end of the day, you're listening to a fucking actor. So it's like, you know, take it for what it is. Just, and you can either enjoy it or you can hate on it. Uh, I enjoyed that ignorance. <laughs> I found my bliss in that. I remember saying because I, I wasn't. He was sure, cool though. He I was remember. cool. He was definitely he was geeked up at the concert, but he was uh, and he definitely didn't get high on his own supply. If you catch my drift, but uh, he was definitely geeked <laughs> up at the concert. Yeah, I remember you saying like, "Who is Stitches?" And then all of a sudden you announced that you were having a show with Stitches here. <laughs> so I was like, I fucking fell in love with it, man. I was I was jumping around in my living room, man. You guys, everybody, I was doing, I was retarded. <laughs> I was enjoying myself, man. I fucking love this music. Well, just a few of those songs. Actually, I liked a lot of that CD. It's a dirty game. It's a dirty world. I sell cocaine to a pregnant girl. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> One thing I'll say about a, a guy like that, like, clearly, like, when, once you get those tattoos, like, like he got on his face, you know, like, you're all in, you know? Like, you're like, that's this a, is what I'm doing, a, for sure. Yeah, that's lifelong, buddy. Uh, I hope that decision you made was the good one, because if you fucking fail, that's a lifelong decision you just made on your face. So, unfortunately, man, it came out, and I keep it real, it came out that the dude had a lot of paid Instagram followers. I guess they were, like, fake ones and shit like that. I guess he paid for a lot of those YouTube hits. It's unfortunate. I Personally, hindsight, retrospect, I wish I would have booked G-Easy. I had an opportunity to book him, and I passed it up. I feel retarded as fuck. I should never pass that up. Ugh, God, geez, he was shit. Well, hindsight being twenty twenty, you know, you can't be mad at it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's another Thank issue God I didn't uh, going around. <laughs> yeah, like uh, people actually buying views and, and things like this. Like, I'm sure you've seen this a lot. 
I mean, I, I probably it. have. I, I probably have, but I don't know know when I see it, you know? Um, just unless it's, like, somebody I know. You know what I mean? If I'm fucking... If I know you and you have fucking, like, 35,000 fucking hits, but nobody else in our city knows who you are, then I'm going to question that, but... I haven't yeah. really seen that, you know. I've, uh, you know, I, have, I haven't, you know. I, if it, I mean, I've always heard about it, and I've seen people bitch other people about, it. like, you know, I, I know it happens somehow, like, you know, I, I don't know, like Reverb Nation. I'll put it like that. Like, I fucking, I don't take that and no accountability because, I mean, some of the guys on there are really good, you know what I'm saying? But then some of them on there are like completely fucking shit tastic, and this also comes <laughs> from like I booked. I booked groups on there, and I booked a group that was ranked fucking, like, 75, and they brought, like, fucking 120 people to an event. So it's like, you know, uh, that doesn't really, yeah, it doesn't really, that shit on there. I'm ranked, like, fucking probably 47 or some shit. I don't even know. So that shit to me on there, it doesn't even, you know, it doesn't mean much. You know, I guess social media only, it, it, it like, strokes the ego of the artist only. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like... Because it's, it's the only person we're trying to compete with is the next man anyway. So it's like, I got more likes. I got this many fucking views. I got this many whatever. You know, put that shit on, you know, fucking uh, that pip or something. Let's see them. Let's see the mixtape numbers. You know, one more here before we move on to the switch gears. But um, um, last summer, uh, Vanilla Ice, you were about to bring him here. But something, you know, for some mm-hmm. reason, he didn't, he didn't mm-hmm. end up coming. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, what happened there? I'll keep it real. I'll, I'll keep it 100% real. It had nothing to do with um, Vanilla Ice or management or anything else. Um, I work with Al Rosa um, heavily. And uh, what happened was they just jumped the gun, man. They had an offer um, from somebody that they thought was a reliable person. If I was an agent, and he was not, and he just took the money and ran, and that's just that. So we just lost, uh, you know, we lost money on that, and that's just that's just what that is. You know, we definitely got the right contact information after that, and it was not something we could or do at that moment in time, but we're still working on making that happen. But it was just an unfortunate situation that, you know, it, you know, we got got. <laughs> we got got, and that's just that. Wow. So, so, yeah, okay. I see what you're saying. Uh, but are, are are things like this like frustrating to you? You think as, I should? Do you think promoter, I should like explain that a little better? Oh, everybody can go back and hit rewind and and hear what you just said. And, but I mean, if there's anything else you want to say about it? No, 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 no. I just didn't. I mean, because I just didn't know. If, you know, you got what I was saying, but I don't know if, if people. Yeah. You know, whatever. But yeah, no, you're right. If they need to rewind, fucking go back. We'll still be here when you get here. But uh. It's, are things like that frustrating? Like you're trying to uh, book all these people, and um, for shows like uh, as a promoter, any frustrations, any lessons learned, any advice you'd give to people that are oh, trying yeah. to be taken seriously in in the game and get on their show, or, or what they need to do, or, or what? You know. Don't bullshit, man. That's that's the number one thing. Never do something that you can't do. I tell I will tell everybody this: if you can't do something with me, tell me up front. I ain't going to fucking not respect you for that. I'll respect you more because you were up front with me. You know, a lot of people, and I've ran into this so many times, and, I, you know, just as much as far as today it happened, actually. You know, I had an artist tell me he didn't feel like he owed me the money he owed me because he had already sold double, you know, he had already paid double what somebody else paid, but he still owed me money. So, But to him, he was justified because he had already done that. But knowing that he still, you know what I'm saying, it's like, 
if if you're gonna make a business transaction and then you go, we're all local artists here, so don't fucking bring up this shit that you got you got a manager now and he's advising you not to fucking pay on dues that you owe. What the fuck manager would do that? Not a single fucking one. A manager would tell you, hey, if you have an obligation, you know, go through on your obligation, and if that's not a venture you want to go on anymore, don't take it. But you never fucking you never fucking fuck somebody over. It's not. That's just not. It's no. It, you never do that. So when all these other motherfuckers go here, like, oh man, I got a manager now. You gotta talk to him. I don't even talk to him no more. Because no, you know what I mean. That's like me telling you, hey, I'm, I'm promoting these shows, but you're not gonna talk to me no more. You're gonna talk to my assistant here. You are you gonna stay yeah, in touch yeah. with me at that point? Yeah, I'd be like, I don't know. I need to talk to the guy I'm having on. <laughs> the only managers I'm talking to are managers for Rich. Or fucking Tech Nine, or fucking you know whoever the fuck I'm booking. You know what I mean? I'm not talking to a fucking locals manager. If you got a manager, don't even fucking tell me to talk to him. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Seriously, it's 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 pointless. That's just pointless. It makes me feel like you got an ego. I don't. You know what I mean? That's that that might be me being a dick. And if it is, oh well, I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? That's just me. But you know, it it irritates me, man. Just it above everything. Go, you know, don't ever put yourself into something that you can't do. Go through 100% on all your business. Um, as far as promoting type shit goes, you know what I mean? Like, this is turning into such a fucking internet world. I will never say don't abandon the, you know, you know, leaving flyers at gas stations and at what few record stores are left. But, you know, definitely, you know, don't be afraid, I guess, these days to take that fucking little bit of money out, pay for some time on Facebook, you know what I mean? Like, not like likes, but, you know, the little paid ads, you know what I'm talking about? Or, yeah. uh, you know, shit like that. Where and the other thing is, man, just you know, interject with your fans now, man. That's that's what it is. You know, our fans are our friends and our family, and you know, and the ones we grab all the side. So, you know, don't be afraid to fucking hit them up and be like, hey, I got a concert going down. You want to come out? Hey, I got this single. You know, I'm personally hitting you up. And you know what I mean? Like, and if you're going to do one of those fucking things where you copy and paste, at least make it look like you're still trying to connect with that one person, because that's what it's all about. If you don't connect with 10,000 people, if you connect to one person that you didn't know and you help their day out, that's the success right there, right? So, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, you got to make yourself personable. You can't ever feel like you're a superstar out here on these streets. You know, you've you got to put off an image because at the same time we are rappers and we want to put this off, but at the same time you you don't want to come off like you're fucking super egotistical. And, I mean, that's just always been my view, so, you know. Yeah, definitely, definitely the ego check because, uh, I mean, we – I see it all the time, so I know you see it like 10 million more times than I do <laughs> per per week, per year. Uh, I mean, people be ego tripping. People be ego tripping, man. You either, like, in this line of work, you're either a hero or you're the zero, man. You know, like, if you're not catering and stroking egos and fucking cupping balls, then you're fucking gay, I guess, you know? <laughs> so, how do you feel? How do you feel about the current scene in Columbus? Like, uh, is it, is it on mean, the rise? Is it, is it going to get better? I, I, I'll keep it honest, man. I went all across, when I went on that tour with Jelly, man, I've seen so many similarities with with the uh, the scene in, in certain cities, and I've seen a lot of differences, too. Um, you know, everybody's everybody's all doing the same thing, man. We all chant unity. You know, we all want unity. And I, and I see it there, man. There is a lot of guys that work together, and we do do a lot of stuff behind the scenes together, but... You know, I, I like the scene, man. I feel like there's always work. There's always room for work. But, I mean, like, you know, overall, there are some really good guys here. It's not the scene. I feel like it's it's the industry. The industry doesn't look at Columbus. That's the problem. 
we have talented guys here. I mean, City 270 is fucking out there killing shit. Every day, the motherfucker's out there, you know, pushing his shit. And it's not because he's not talented that he ain't broke out yet. It's because the industry just ain't talented. You know, it ain't like it ain't like it is in New York or in L.A. You know what I mean? It's just, that's just the cold hard facts. We're fucking Columbus, Ohio. And, like, you know, that's why some people say, you know, sometimes you just got to move out and fucking, you know, go somewhere else. I, I personally love RC, and I want to be one of the founders that can, I want to stick it out and be like, look, I helped bring that attention here to get a fucking an actual label to want to come make a home base and like, you know, start actually scouting some talent. Cause I mean, we got close, you know, we get close every time, man, but we ain't never yeah. really, you know, we're not pretty, you know, it's not like Cleveland, you know, it's you just don't get that love. Yeah. You just mentioned the uh, city 270. Um, if you were gonna, if you had your own record label right now and you were going to sign talent to your own label, as far as artists here in Columbus, who would you want to sign? I know uh, you just mentioned city. I'm signing city. I'm signing city all day. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's that's my franchise player. You know, if I'm if I'm starting a label, I'm going with that guy. That dude is just he's fucking fire for days. I've been chanting that shit for a few years now. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, I stand by that shit. I stand by that like it's my fucking. You know, like it's it's me. You know, I feel like the dude is got that much talent. He is really good. And uh, Ricky Rain, I'd love to have Ricky Rain on the fucking team, too. The dude is fucking, he is so icy. Fucking Rick Rain is a beast. Um, I know uh, Doobie, man. I like I like a lot of Doobie's music, too. Uh, Doobie Band. And Doobie, Doobie. Dude's, uh, he's got some nice production. I really like, I dig his shit a lot. So, you know what I mean? Like, if, if that'd be like my three. And then, you know, me and my squad. So, you get those three, and then me and then Justin and Tucker, and boom, they're right there. There you go. Now, uh, now again, kind of switching gears, but uh, hey, um, my, my, I, my I, number I, one work. I'm sorry. Go ahead, though. Kid Buddy. I'm sorry. I want to get him on there even though he don't rap no more. But Kid Buddy, too, because that's the dog. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm way behind that. I know. I tried to get him on the show, but he was like, well, I'm kind of out of the game right now. So Man. respectfully declining. Run by, by his beard and tell him to fucking get over, get over on the radio show. But the uh, um, uh, this was kind of fun to do the other night. So if you have to think, like just right off the top of your head, as far as your top five worst rappers you ever heard in your life, uh, Puff Daddy's my number one. Um, Birdman, close. <laughs> Who were ones that just right, right, right away? You think Puffy is your number one? Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just, I'm yeah. just, go ahead, though. Puff Daddy, just because he's a pure personification of evil to me. Let's <laughs> <But, laughs> go. Puff Daddy, 50 Tyson, Birdman, uh, the DOC after he got in that car accident, lost his voice, and dropped that album in 96. And then, uh, who's my number five? Oh, Big Sykes oh, from man. the Outlaws. Uh, Outlaws <laughs> now? Really? Big Psych from the Outlaws, specifically him. <laughs> the the big guy on all the Tupac records when they when he made songs with the Outlaws, there's a guy named Big Psych and voice on It's kind of an obscure yeah. reference, but uh, my, top, my worst list, man. My worst list is like, man, oh man. Let me think here, man. I got some people. I can, you know, I got people. I mean. 
And we're talking about like, just my personal, because I mean, it doesn't matter about skill or nothing. Yeah, this is just like personally, like. Uh, Drake, man, that dude just takes the cake, bro. I fucking can't stand him. Every time he comes on the radio, I want to fucking blow my fucking head off. I can't stand him. I don't like him. I I just don't, man. I don't like he he he's got talent, so it's not like I'm taking away from that part. But when you're, I don't know, when you're saying shit that's a fucking complete fabricated lie, like, and I know it's a lie because I've seen you on TV when I was a kid on a TV show that I used to watch, yeah. then I'm not buying it. You know what I mean? I'm not buying anything that you tell me. I just, I can't. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, next will be fucking Young Thug. I fucking cannot stand <laughs> I can't fucking stand that fucking dumb shit. And if you fucking listen to that, you're only fucking, you're only, you're only like encouraging the dumbing down of America. Like, God damn, that shit is so terrible. It's so terrible. I've been I don't care. I haven't, I haven't heard any of this shit yet, so I've been fortunate. Don't, just don't let it hit your ears. Don't let it hit your ears. God damn. Um, man, who else? Who did that fucking chicken noodle soup with the soda on the side? Whoever did that, they need to fucking commit suicide immediately. I hated them too. <laughs> um, oh man, you know, I, oh man, I, who else was not like, man, you know, basically the mainstream rap kind of pisses me off a lot. You know what I mean? I, I can go on. I don't really have too much. I don't know the names of too many artists these days, and like what I don't listen to, I just don't yeah. listen to. So, but uh. You know, those those are my kind of gave three up on that I just try to avoid. Seven years ago, I I, <laughs> I fuck with Wayne though, man. A lot of people probably name him off as one of their worst five. I love Wayne, man. I think that he's got metaphor for days. Oh yeah, one of my he said uh, even on uh, She Will, which Drake was on too. So maybe, maybe that's not one of our favorites, but he was like, uh, oh, shit, what was the lyric? He, he said, I tried to pay attention, but attention paid me. And I was just like, oh shit, <laughs> you know, like little. Way. I still like the line, "Real juice uh, moves silent like uh, real juice moves silent like what moves like lasagna." I can't fucking remember the line, but I love that one. That shit was my shit. I fucking love that shit. Little Wayne also said, "I keep that AK like Osama," which was genius back 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 year ago. Dude, that whole that that Carter Four album drive, man. That was a it was a good CD, man. I like that whole fucking CD. I do. I really do. Rick Ross. I don't like him. That's number four. I don't like Rick Ross either. I just thought of that. I don't know why. Yeah, so what's in your what's oh. in your CD player right now as we, as we're sitting here? What have you been bumping lately? What have I been bumping lately? Um, man, I got um, yeah. I, I always got twisted in the in the CD player, man. I'm always I'm always listening to some fucking uh, to some twisted dude. I fucking I love all their shit. I got. Yeah, oh, man, I can go through listen to their shit for days. I got Jelly Roll. He's uh he's chilling in the CD player. I, I I listen to a lot of the, the probably a little bit of some shit that people don't really listen to, and then some older school shit. Like I, I don't know, I'm still a, I'm still a Jelly Roll at heart. So it, it's it's a lot of twisted Jelly Roll. I listen to uh, Lil White like a motherfucker. You know, Doubt Me Now is still like a CD that gets played in rotation like on the constant because I just fucking love it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. man. Uh, G Easy, of course. That dude's fucking fire. I like Lil Dicky. Dude's really ill. He's got some nice bars. If you're gonna check him out, definitely uh, take that moment out of your life and listen to some Lil Dicky and G Easy. Those dudes are ill. Now, um, whenever, whenever uh, 
something happens, you're you're out a lot, obviously, it shows. So uh, whenever violence happens and there's all this crime in Columbus, like what, what's your your stance on that? Like does hip-hop music – somebody was on my show this year said that hip-hop music directly influences and causes the violence. And to which I, I, I couldn't argue because, I mean, you don't hear shootings happening at Country Jam. You know? So, like, is it the music or is it just being out at 2 o'clock in the morning when everyone's drunk, when fights or shootings happen? Man, I think it's just the people. You know what I mean? If you can't handle, some people just can't handle the liquor, and it takes one bad apple, one bad seed to kind of ruin the whole apple. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I worked, uh, I worked plenty of nights at a club out west, and uh, it was, uh, it, it was plenty of times where shit could have been avoided. Cause man, since, you know, a fight broke out during fucking uh, that, uh, <laughs> that, oh god, what the fuck song is it? Uh, the weekend. Uh, what big song did he have last year, two years ago? Um, God, I can't remember. One of those songs, man. It was one of the slow jams, and the fight broke out of that shit. I mean, a big one. Uh, and it's like, it's like, what the fuck is happening right now? It's really, it's it shit happens everywhere, bro. Like, and that's me keeping it real. You know, people that listen to heavy metal go out and fucking kill people. You know, people that. You know, as unfortunate as it is to say, you know, shit, you know, it's happened here locally, and motherfuckers, maybe they don't shoot, but, I mean, have you ever been to a heavy metal show with a mosh pit? Motherfuckers throw elbows and fists, and they fucking get oh, in yeah. fights. You know, the difference is, though, security handles it really quick, and maybe that's the problem, man. Maybe these hip-hop shows just need more security, and maybe it's, they, it, and I mean security that knows what they're doing, and I don't mean motherfuckers that are also from the hood that are clicked up with people in the club. I mean, like, people that are big bodied and you know that's what they they carry some mace on you know I, I don't know you know it's I, I I've seen it shit handled differently everywhere and I feel like it's the club that really if you know you're having a hip hop event it's going to be big motherfuckers are going to be drinking alcohol make sure you got enough security on staff that will be able to handle it man and 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 not be like the first ones to fight and throw down they could just end it you know what I mean grab them up take them out to the you know entrance club so them go you know what I mean that's that's what that's all about. I hate for, you know, a music to get a bad rap for people just not being able to handle their alcohol, you know. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree with you on that point. But, but there was this news report that came out a few weeks ago after someone was shot and killed at a place called Shrock Tavern in Columbus that I've never mm-hmm. been to. But uh, they, this list was, was released of over 20 years. 22 places, I think it was, that were going to lose their liquor license because of the cops yeah, always a... having to be called to these different places. Like, oh, when yeah. you read this report, like, uh, what was the first thought on your mind? Oh, dude, I laughed. I mean, I laughed <laughs> for days. I, 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 knew, I knew clubs were going to be on there. I knew Shrock was going to be on there. I knew Shark Tavern was going to be on there. I knew Evo was going to be on there. I didn't know, like, this corner store right down from my house was going to be on there, you know what I mean? And uh, it, it's you know, yeah, was it, you was know that, yeah, it was like a corner store, <laughs> just like a regular. Yeah, there was, well, there was quite a few. There was a, quite a few corner stores on there, honestly. But the, you know, the, the funny thing about it is, you know, if you go down to Marathon and you ask them, "Hey, man, I seen this out on, on," uh, and I did, you know what I mean? I said, "Hey, man, fuck, man, you guys about to lose y'all's liquor license down here?" And they're like, "Yeah, <laughs> we're trying to fight it right <laughs> now." At least they'll fucking admit it. You know what I mean? You're not going to fucking, yeah. you're not going to get some misconstrued bullshit. If you ask someone else, cough, cough, Evo, you know, they're going to give you some, oh, we're in this bitch, blah, 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 whatever. You know what I mean? Like, just tell the fucking truth, man. That's the reason why you're fucking 
about to get shut down. You build up a bad rap. It's what happens when you're not managing your shit successfully. Same thing with Marathon down there. Who the fuck's letting fucking kids buy alcohol when you're fucking supposed to be checking IDs every time someone comes up to your counter? You asked for it. Yeah. You know, that, 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 that shit is built up over time. Like, they're calling, they're making calls, they're, you know, this isn't just because they came out one night and they suspect shit. No, this is, like, built up over time. Like, you know what I mean? So it's not just, like, hearsay. This is this is real shit. This is real reports. Like, you know, they built a case against these places. That's why they're leaving this to city council to shut them down. So, you know, it's unfortunate for them. But, you know, I mean, if I'm running the club, I'm going to make sure everybody's fucking ID. You know, why do you think clubs down on campus fucking stay open sometimes like they do? When they get shut down, it's not because they lose their liquor license. It's because there's a lot of business down there, and they're all competing, you know? That's why a lot of people went down to the arena district and, and shit like that because it's just, you know, that's just where the business is. And they're more, you know, you can't get in the brothers with the fucking baggy pants on, you know what I mean? So, you know, they'll stop you there before you can even get your ID out. And maybe that's, maybe we need to take a seat, you know, maybe we should take a, uh, you know, page out of their book, you know, tighten up that fucking dress code everywhere. You know, hip-hop, yeah. hip-hop's fun, but I guess there ain't no reason we got to be wearing sweatpants and a white T-shirt into the club, you know what I mean? Yeah, which, which, let's dress up nice to go to the club. Yeah, I want to get my big ass baggy white white shirt. In the yeah, put on your, I mean, go go to a strip club because that's all you're ultimately trying to do. You're trying to get your fucking dick touched up by some fucking grinding female. Go get some, like, go spend your money on a lap dance. You know what I mean? Go sit down and get your dick hard that way, or fucking go get a bitch. You know what I mean? Like fuck, you know, come come looking, you know, dressed to impress. You know, that's why I love. You know, that's why I loved about um, that's why I loved about Burnies, man. I fucking it was always, you know, they, they, uh, everywhere has their problems, but they always, they try to keep everything as contained as they could. And it was a very family oriented thing. It really was like, you know, I didn't see the time that I was there and got to work with, with the family and shit. I didn't see, you know, a bunch of new motherfuckers every week. Like I did when I was over at Evo, cause the turnover rate was fucking so stupid high. You know what I mean? I'm over there and I'm working. I see hot dog every week or every month. I see, you know, I see, uh, Ashley every month. I've seen old girl every month. I've seen kids. You know what I mean? I've seen everybody. I've seen Jason. I've seen Libby. And there's a reason for that. It's because, you know, they're treating their employees right, treating them good, which also, you know, trickles down. You know, you, you treat everybody right. Everybody's going to be happy to be there. Everybody's going to work hard. Everybody's going to make sure the next person's having a great time. And, you know, that's why I enjoyed myself there. It, it was Everybody was very, you know, hey, man, you got a drink, man, fuck it, let's do this shot together, bro, let's let's go, let's go, yo, kid, let me get that mic, man, and, you know, he'd be like, hell no, motherfucker, get away from my boots, I'm trying to do some shit, but, you know, it was, it, it was very fun. Yeah, I got a, a couple more minutes here, I uh, wanted to ask you before we uh, get kicked off the air, uh, uh, what was it, about two weeks, two weeks, maybe three weeks ago, um, the UFC had a pay-per-view, and, and it was announced that CM Punk was actually now signed to the UFC. And this was a decision that was very uh, – well, a lot of the fighters thought, well, this is bullshit. You know, he has no fights and this and that. But uh, how, how do you feel about uh, – how do you think he's going to do in the UFC, um, CM Punk? Man, I, we really talked about this the other night heavily. It was just – my thing about this is I want Punk to be successful. I want him to go in there and do great. I just don't foresee it. I, I just don't, man. I think it's going to go. I, if he goes in there and he goes the distance on the first fight, that's a fucking victory. Whether he wins or loses, if he goes in there and he can go the distance without getting knocked out or anything, I think that's improving something. You know what I mean? Because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Nick Diaz brought up a really good point about this. These guys, some of them have been training 10 years 
for just that sport. You know what I mean? So yeah. he's got some catching up to do. I want him to be successful. I want this dude to go in there and knock this dude the fuck out, whoever it is he's going to fight first. We'll give him the Green Ranger. Let him go fucking T.I. against each other and shit. I'll watch it. You know, I, I want him to be successful. I want him to go in there and, you know, and uh, tear shit up. But, you know, I just, you know, it's not it's not Brock Lesnar. It's not an NCAA, you know, amateur wrestling champion going in there. It's not Bobby Lashley, just a fucking giant beast of a man. You know, this is CM Punk, man. He's got a little bit of a training experience going in there, and hopefully it'll work out to his advantage, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah, because uh, it, it kind of makes me actually think back to Kendo Slice, too, who was uh, just fighting like a street fighter. And then he was in yeah, a, a organization for UFC, and then he... And then he came into UFC though, just off of that reputation, and um, he he was on the Ultimate Fighter of season ten. I mean, he you, was, and, you see and what happened to him? Boy Nelson. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'm just saying, man. Like you see a big old big country, my size, Roy Nelson going there and knock out big old Diesel eating steroids, Kimbo Slice. You know what I mean? Like uh, it's you know it's it. It just shows you at that point it doesn't really – it is all about the training, man. It really is. And Kimbo should have never got into MMA. He should have been a boxer from the start, and I'm glad that's probably what he's doing now and probably getting the money he should be. But, you know, he wasn't – he definitely – he was knocking motherfuckers' eyeballs out of their, 